When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, family? It's your man, Ike Jones, standing in for Mike G. Once again, we are the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report, here for a little Ike Mac and Mings. Again, normally Mike Mac and Mings, but Ike Jones sitting in for your guy, Mike G. Here joined, as always, by my friend Auburn Mings and Brandy Mack. We're going to get into talking about a little bit of the Auburn coaching search. How are you guys doing today? Everybody feeling okay? Yes, feeling great. Refreshed. Yeah, that uh, I, I'm, li- I'm the living example of that Ron Burgundy gif from Anchorman where he just kind of throws his hand across his forehead and goes, oh boy, that escalated quickly. Like yeah. that, is, that, is, <laughs> that has been my reality for the last 36 hours. I am definitely on a content high slash candy high. It is uh, National Parents Eat Your Kids Candy Day right now as we are <laughs> recording this. Um, so I sent my son out on a um, on a mission to go scavenge for candy that I can now subsequently eat for him over the next week. And candy is discounted at the store. So it's a really great time after Valentine's Day, after Halloween Always great time for people to binge on candy, and I am definitely getting my sugar fix, as well as a fix on talks about Auburn now shifting gears away from Brian Harson to whomever. We don't know yet, right? We know interim coach Caddy, so congrats to Cadillac and uh, his interim coaching status. But what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about, first, we're going to break this conversation up into two pieces. The first portion of this is going to be Pretty much, let's discuss the list of names that everybody's throwing out there, the ones that everybody wants, and we'll just kind of discuss those because people want to hear about that. And they, of course, want to hear our thoughts because we have the best thoughts that are available on this topic. Um, But then I want to pivot and I want to talk about a couple of names maybe people aren't talking about so much, but could be decent consideration slash dream job hires for the three of us, and we'll discuss those. So Sound good to everybody? Sounds good. We we ready. All right. Let's then begin the list with I think the name that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue 
Um, and that is Ike Jones as the hire for Auburn's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what, <laughs> what everybody has been talking about per reports is that they're already out there fishing. I shouldn't say fishing when you're talking about this, but trying to book a ticket on the lane train, right? So how are we feeling about Lane Kiffin as a potential next head coach for Auburn University? I will start with you, Brandy. Because I, I know you want to go first on the other one, and I'm not going to let you go first. On <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely be pleased with um, with Lane as, um, as Auburn's head coach. I think he's a great cultural fit. I think he loves going toe-to-toe with Nick Saban. Um, he has ran great offenses in his career, and we know that he can win on the recruiting trail, specifically the transfer portal which is where we would need the biggest impact right off, right out of the gate. So I absolutely would love if we can lure Lane away from Ole Miss and get him to come to Auburn. Um, so I'm totally aboard the Lane train if, if that's the direction we go. Memes, tell me why you love Lane Kiffin right now. Yeah, so <clears throat> Lane Kiffin has been my number one hire. Like right now, I really was a big fan of Lane Kiffin back in the 2020 coaching search. And that has not changed. If I was ranking, there were no money, there was no logistical. It was just pick a coach and go. Lane would be my number one across the board for a lot of reasons. And first and foremost, the guy is one of the best play callers in college football. I mean, that is pretty much well-known. He's done it multiple schools he's right. done it with a lot of different levels of talent different guys because you see some of these coaches and they get a heisman quarterback and they're oh right. man that guy's so good and then they don't have that heisman quarterback and they just suddenly fall off and become below average or worse <laughs> cough cough jimbo fisher and you see the r- results of that but the deal with lane is he he's done it with multiple guys he's done it with really high level elite guys he's done it with just your average very good D1 college football player, and the results have all been very, very good. And also, too, he's a big culture guy. He really assimilates and kind of molds to where he is. You just see how he's kind of taken on just a lot of those old Miss cultures and traditions and acting like he's been there for 10-plus years, like he's been the guy. Auburn people love that. You love Auburn, it'll love you back. I think he could lean into that very, very well. There is a previous relationship with Bruce Sproul that had been there back from their mutual time at Tennessee. I think both of their personalities would jive really well. I think this kind of new age Auburn shift, very social, very online. I think that would mesh really well with the fans. I think Auburn, I I think there's a really, there is a really good match made there just from a cultural fit. There's some people that don't necessarily think that I would be willing to bet that you might just be a little surprised how well that could work. That's been such an issue for a while. We haven't had a head coach really since Gene Chizik. That was really a very, vocal leader a vocal hype man that just really got people excited outside of what was happening just on the field who would go get people going on pep rallies etc etc so i love the fit for that reason right there and i think it creates excitement and i think you see especially on the offensive side where there have been struggles that that major up and down the continual stall outs the non-consistency that Auburn offense have had for just a number of years. I think a lot of people would be very happy to see that level out and to see a consistent product on the field. I think he would be able to bring that with some stability. And that that is why that 
just seems the full package of what you'd want in a coach there would, uh, would be number one. I'm not going to lie, Memes. I was not prepared for you to be stumping this hard for Lane Kiffin on this one right here. I knew you liked him, but he de- you definitely put in your, um, your speech – if uh, if Lane Kiffin were running for a political office, you definitely would be a surrogate on the Lane Kiffin uh, political train, man, because you get you laid it out there. All of the reasons why he makes sense and why he makes sense for this particular role. It's the last time I'm simping tonight, though. Everything else is going to be. Uh, what, what was that a few weeks ago? I think I was a uh, was a pessimi- pes- pessimistic memes or uh, anti anti sunshine memes. That's how I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going back to that guy after that. So. I got all my sunshine out on Lane. It's going to be a next time I talk, it's going to be a whole different person. Y'all get ready. <laughs> all right. I like it. I like it. Okay. So Lane Kiffin gets a vote of confidence. Um, I too think that Lane Kiffin would be someone who would be a, an instant difference maker for Auburn University. I think the only drawbacks for Lane Kiffin would be whether or not this is ultimately where he wants to be long term. Um, so, you know, you're going to get one contract out of him, but would you get a contract renewal is the question. So, he hasn't proven to really be that guy in his career. So uh, yet to be seen whether or not this is a place he can be for a long term or if we even care about that. Do we just want him to write the ship and then hopefully hand it off to somebody else as kind of like a um, uh, a kickstarter to the relay that will be the eventually an- eventual anchor leg somewhere? So we'll see. So. Again, Lane Kiffin, uh, a name high on everybody's list, I think. There's some people who love him, some people who hate him, but regardless of what you feel about him, he's on the list. All right, but let's let's go to name two that's on the list of every or on most people's list. And you mentioned a guy who can run the hype train or get the motivational speaking up. And you can't go in that direction without mentioning one other guy from the state of Mississippi currently coaching. And that is one Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime. So, again, I'm going to do this in reverse order because now that I know I actually did this in the right order the first time, the person you're most excited about, you get to speak about second. I'm going to start with you, Memes, and I'm going to let you talk about Coach Prime. So go for it. Well, uh, we know that if there's going to be a bigger name in football that is going to be just connected with every single job opening that comes up. Let's just say it does not work after Auburn. It's going to be none other than Deion Sanders. I think that is one. It's, I think it's warranted for what he has done, not only his playing career, but his short head coaching career has been nothing but stellar since the very start. And that's going to grab a lot of attention from big schools that want to grab that momentum and see if he's the guy to scale it up to the next level. So, there's, I think the resume, I think the results, I think the personality, especially the recruiting, all speak for themselves. I think <clears throat> the people at Auburn are very, they're, they're going to want, they're going to want something that's been a struggle. It's been no secret of the issues and the inconsistencies that Auburn has had with recruiting, development, and evaluation. I don't think I need to waste any breath on speaking for what Dion has done in his short time as a head coach with all three of those things. Right. That's an instant impact. A plus plus cannot deny what he can do there. Now his record has been good. The team has been winning. So the record, the coaching style, all that speaks for itself, What you got to wonder too, is just the limited head coaching experience that he's had so far. Mm-hmm. 
and just how that translates from Jackson over to Auburn. We've seen it happen with other coaches in other schools before. We've also seen it not work with other coaches in other schools before. So there's a, that, that's something that you do have to worry about. But I think his, I think his momentum and his support is becoming very, very real amongst uh, Auburn people. Uh, I've gotten some chatter even amongst some people that have some pretty prominent influence are really, really behind that. Now, as far as the gauging of the mutual interest, we don't know. Because for Dion's side of it, whether it be his agents, his supports, whoever is on his side, him himself, you want to make sure your name is, is, is in the chatter for any big school. So that's going to happen organically. His camp's not going to come out and say, oh, no, he doesn't want the Auburn job at all. Even if he doesn't want the job, even if he has no interest in that, you still want that chatter. That is what a good agent tries to get out there. So that chatter is going to exist. And guess what's going to happen for the next school after that and so on? I personally uh, would not be upset with the hire at all. I think after Kiffin, that would probably be my number two. I've really started to talk myself into that hire a lot more. There's a lot of logistics behind it. But, I mean, you want to talk about a splash hire. You want to talk about a splash just culture. I'm not going to say culture change. I'm going to say culture fit. But a guy whose personality is very, very much, I'm going to say kind of, for lack of better words, you're just larger than life. A person who walks in the room commands the attention and lights up that room like you're gonna see something that fans have not had from a coach in a long time and i think very similar kind of what i said with lane i think that's something that's been missed among fans and would be really good so i'm really high on the i'm really high on the uh, Deion sanders train i don't think that is a bad direction to be looking right now at all and if there is legitimate mutual interest you've really 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 got to make sure those conversations are being had and they're uh, being had seriously yeah, I got to agree with you. I think that there's a lot of momentum around that, and it would be an injection of some energy behind the program. So now we're going to get uh, the stump speech from one Brandy Mac about Coach Prime. Tell us all the reasons why you love the idea of a Auburn head coach, Coach Prime. Brandy, go for it. Yeah, um, he is absolutely my number one choice, and I've not shied away from that, not um, hiding that at all on my social media. I absolutely love Prime at Auburn. Um, I think it's in his blood to be a winner and a competitor, and I think he absolutely would love to challenge Saban year in and year out. Um, So just a little tidbit on him before he got to Jackson State. The three coaches prior to him. So in 2014 to 2015, that head coach was six and eleven. The next head coach at Jackson State, nine and twenty. And the next one is six and nine. So Jackson State was not winning at all. And in Prime's two seasons right now, obviously there's one still going on. He's 13 and four. And he brought college game day to Jackson State this past weekend. He obviously flipped the number one recruit from Florida State to Jackson State a year ago or so now. Um, he can recruit and he can recruit well. He has ties to the South. Um, you know, he played football at Florida State, grew up in Florida, um, played his NFL career for the majority in the South, um, which is something that we always talk about is important when coming to Auburn for a cultural fit. Um, On top of that, he's just a good football coach. I think the record speaks for itself. Um, He has coached on other levels outside of at Jackson State. He coached 
and he coaches high school and middle school. Um, and the staff that he has at Jackson State has other former NFL players on staff with him. Um, another like positive, I think, with Dion too, is that the national media loves him. Um, and that's not something we really get from the national media is love when it comes to their perspective on like what Auburn football or what Auburn athletics is about. So getting the national media on our side would be like a really great, uh, uh it, it would just be great. And cause we haven't seen that really in the past. Um, so yeah, for everything that meme said, totally agree with for that. Um, and then just that's a hire as well as who we just talked about with Lane, the fan base would be totally united um, on either of those two hires. I would be very surprised to see any kind of major backlash or large amounts of backlash on social media or just within influential people in the Auburn circles um, with either of those two hires. Um, So yeah, I absolutely love prime at Auburn. Um, And yeah, he's just, I mean, you say the name Primetime, you know who it is. Um, he has an aura to him that no other coach in the country would have. And there's a reason why his name is being talked about in other Power 5 jobs outside of just Auburn, too. So. Don't, for, don't, for, don't forget Under Armour. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing, too. He's very, It's very well known that he has a personal partnership with Under Armour. He's very anti-Nike, very vocal about that as well. Um, and obviously Auburn has a large contract with Under Armour. So that would be another positive that could potentially sway him to come to Auburn on his side. Like Meme said, I don't know what the mutual, if there is mutual interest on, um, Dion's side or not there, but I definitely think that that could be a potential sway. And then also I think that he could bring a lot of really good players with him too from Jackson state. I mean, his own son, that's a quarterback at Jackson state right now is legitimately being considered in Heisman talks, um, for a reason, a good reason. Um, so I, that's, that's just another, another plus to him is not only like his players at Jackson state outside of just his normal recruiting too. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of good reasons to be excited about a potential coach prime coming to the plains. Um, uh, you know, I don't know that I agree that everybody would be unified behind either of those people just because people find ways to be upset about just about anything. So I think that, that people will find some sort of way to be in uh, opposition to those hires, regardless of who those guys are. But for the most part, I do agree with you that they would be liked uh, by a majority of people. So first two coaches down off of the list of most likely candidates on most people's list. If you were to ask people to give you their top three to five names, I guarantee you those two names would be on just about everybody's list. Let's go to the third name, probably the more controversial of the top three in most people's minds and whether you fall into a place of feeling some strong way or another about them. And that is Coach Hugh Freeze. I think Coach Hugh Freeze is on everybody's mind. But is Hugh Freeze an actual candidate here? Is he a player? And would it actually work at Auburn? I am going to start with you and I'm going to toss it back over to Brandy to start us off talking about thoughts on Coach Hugh Freeze being potentially Auburn's next head coach. Yeah, um, obviously, I think he's pretty controversial because of kind of the baggage that he has from what occurred when he was head coach at Ole Miss. Um, But from an X's and O's standpoint, I mean, Hugh Freeze is a really, really good football coach. Um, He's done really well at Liberty. He recruits well. Um, I will say I think he would be very similar to Gus. 
Um, they are really good friends in real life. Um, they're just very similar people outside of maybe some personal decisions on Hugh's part. So I think my only fear there would be we'd be right back where we were with Gus. Um, and and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's kind of hard to say right now with the state of the program, but I'm kind of indifferent on Hugh. I don't think I'd be disappointed or mad that if we hired him by any means, because I think he's a lot better option than some of the other names that are being thrown out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he comes with some baggage. Not sure if the commissioner of the SEC will allow him to even coach in the SEC right now. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's an interesting candidate cultural fit. I think he'd be great at Auburn. I just worry that maybe we'd resort back to some, um, a little bit of mediocrity under Gus. Um, that's my only hesitation there. All right. Memes, what are you feeling about potential coach Hugh Freeze coming to the Plains? Yeah, that one there, you have to note the, the risk and the reward of you freeze. So I think the easiest one to go ahead and just hit right out the bat that it's just number one problem that you would see there is compared to Dion or Lane is the Hugh freeze hire is going to be divisive immediately. There's going to be people within Auburn that are going to be very divided about that hire. There's going to be people that like it a lot. There's going to be people who are kind of chattering their teeth to wait to see. There's going to be people who can't stand him, think he's a scumbag, will never support him. With the issue of alignment going on with Auburn right now, I don't know how much I love the fact that you're going to have a coach that has that much of a divisive cloud already above him, and that's not even factoring in the real deal logistical issues of him actually what has happened in his past. That is not factoring in the administrative side or how it looks to the SEC, or how it even looks nationally. You don't want Auburn has been a national media punching bag now for a while. You don't want to continue that going on. You don't want to give them any more logs for that fire. I think you definitely have that. Now, if you win, winning cures all. But yeah. the problem is if you hire him, you still have an entire offseason of just gut punches to deal with. There's going to be more stuff that comes up. There's going to be more people sending out strange dms that he sent people i just don't know if i love that side of it potentially being a mar on what he's got and if these personal issues do continue to trip them up that's going to be a lot to overcome i mean what he did at old miss and the record speaks for himself but also he cheated and he had personal issues so there's a lot of baggage there now what he's been doing at liberty speaks for itself he's been known to recruit very very well that speaks for itself. Like I said, I think you got a lot of high risk. I think you got a lot of high reward, but I think in the short term, the immediate issue with Hugh Freeze has got to be that it's going to be a very dividing hire. And I think what Auburn has to consider right now is you've got to get some unity and that's going to be with fans and that's got to be with power brokers, staff, everybody. I don't know at this particular moment if I truly believe that that is it right there. And honestly, I don't know exactly how much support he has if you do end up hiring Hugh Freeze, I think that's got to be a because a handful of other people, negotiations or logistics didn't work out for that hire. That doesn't necessarily need to be maybe your top guy that you go after. So what do you say to those people who say, uh, what's the difference between Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl? As far, well, I mean, as far as the cheating goes, 
I mean, just as far as him coming with some sort of other baggage that was outside of whether or not he's a good coach, right? Like the 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 record for Bruce Pearl spoke for itself, but people had integrity questions about Bruce Pearl, and he was on a a rehab tour of sorts when he got to Auburn, and there was a lot of people who were just like, "Yo, I don't know if this guy." deserves another chance and Auburn was his second chance he's made the most of it so what do you say to those people I'm and I'm 100% not comparing and number one I'm not making this argument I'm just saying it happens I'm not comparing what both of those two guys did I'm saying about the perception issue that it creates of him having a high profile job at Auburn University what do you say to those people who want to make that comparison well it's a fair point to bring up because other people have brought it up Hugh Freeze yeah, there were recruiting violations. Uh, tit for tat, I would say Hughes were probably a little bit worse for what it meant for how bad that was for Ole Miss compared to Bruce Pearl. I think you've got the difference between football and basketball. I think you've got the difference between <clears throat> what the states of the programs were at the time and how vested people were. I mean, I think <clears throat> basketball had been down so bad and had never really just been up, at least not for decades. People didn't really have too much vested in that. Unfortunately, with football being as big as it is, there's a lot more, a lot more eyeballs on how that goes. And then I think the other thing with Hugh Freeze is I'm, I'm worried about the NCAA issues now because a lot of the things that they had issues with are legal now with NIL. But the personal issue, calling escorts on personal phones, is very, very strange antics to DM people randomly all seem very strange and that that happens a lot uh some of his he'll respond to people on twitter very kind of off just unhinged and delete the tweets very shortly after so there seems to be like a lot of loose cannon elements with him i think bruce pearl's much more put together much more of a hype man just a better figurehead than hugh freeze was so i do believe everybody should get a second chance and hopefully his time at liberty has helped him Calm down. He says it has. I think anybody can say anything they want. I think they got to show it at that next level. I still just, I'll still stand by what I said. There's a lot going on there, especially with the divisive situation of where the program is and where the fans are. That's, that's a, that's, that's a massive gamble. I don't think you want to take unless you're other options of people that you were interviewing and evaluating and scouting did not work out. I hear you. I hear you. Listen, there's going to be people who are going to fall on either side of that. Did you want to add anything to that, Brandy? Um, no. I mean, I essentially agree with what Meme said on everything there. Um, oh, thank you, Brandy. Yeah, and I, I really think that <laughs> I really think that higher would kind of. I think there's a large sector of the fan base that'd be very put off by a Hugh Freeze hire. So, mm. I think this is like a time where we really need to make sure the fan base is united. You're always going to have people who disagree with a decision, but when you have a large amount of people who disagree with it, um, that's not necessarily a great thing. So I think this is a time where we need to be more unified than not. And I don't necessarily know if Hugh would unify the fan base. Heard and understood. All right. So that's it uh, for talking about top three coaching candidates. I guarantee you, if you were to poll the audience 90% of the people, if you ask them for their top three to five, those names would surface on that list. There are some others that are probably fringe people, and and maybe they will come up in this next portion. And if they don't, then um, I'll throw those names out here. 
But uh, when we come back from this quick break, we are going to get into some maybe not so obvious names that we would throw out there that might not be on everybody's top three. You are listening to Mike Mack in the memes, currently Ike Mack in the memes, right here on the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. All right, so let's go back into our bag here and let's talk about some names that maybe we'll throw out here. And I'll only, I was going to ask you guys for three, but I'll only ask you for two unless you just really have a third one that you want to throw on there. So I'll ask you for two names that are not those three that we just mentioned that someone should definitely consider and you would be like AD of the year if you made this coaching hire because this person is a rock star and they deserve more consideration than what they're getting right now. I am going to get, we're going to ping pong this thing, right? So I'll throw out a name, Memes throws out a name, Brandy throws out a name. We'll just kind of keep that thing going right there in that way. Actually, but I'm just going to be nice. I'm going to let ladies go first. Brandy, I will give you the first name. Who is somebody we should consider for the next head coach of Auburn that's not a part of that big three? Yeah, I think Sonny Dykes is somebody that we should Mm. consider. He's the current head coach of undefeated TCU right now. Um, He has ties to the South Um, in the early 2010s. He was the head coach of Law Tech. And then he went and was the head coach for, I think, three to four years at Cal then was at SMU um, for four years or so. And now he's at TCU in his first season there. They're undefeated. They're 8-0, um, 5-0 conference play. And yeah, I just think he's, I think he's a good coach. Um, he has a really good overall record. Um, and I think he would be a good fit at Auburn as well. He does have other ties to the South. He was at Kentucky in the early 1990s. And then in the early 2000s, he was at Texas Tech. Um, and he's an offensive side of the, the guy kind of ball or offensive side of the ball kind of guy. Um, I think he would be a good fit, um, from a personality standpoint too. So he's very charismatic. Um, and yeah, that's, that's who I'm going with first. All right. That was definitely one that I didn't see coming. So memes, can you top that one? Can you give me somebody off the beaten path <laughs> that, uh, maybe everybody's not considering that you're like, man, I really just like this guy. He's a good coach. So short answer there is not exactly because, and this is going to sound like super hot take-ish because I don't think there is just a home run hit higher because I think even some of the top guys, let's use Lane as an example, there's a lot of money that you're looking at with there because if you beat his salary at Old Miss to make it not a lateral move financially, you're knocking on the door of eight to nine plus million dollars. That's a lot of money to be paying a coach. Right. And then, too, you got to give him at least five-plus years on that contract, I'd imagine. A lot of money tied up there. So I think every coach has some type of baggage. Now, I'm going to throw a name out. This is not one that I'm saying, like, ooh, this is a great hire. Okay. And this is going to sound wild, but there's a lot of people – I don't want to say a lot. There are some people that are chattering about this name that's like, no, hold on. It sounds bad, but think about it. Okay. And I'm not saying this is a guy. I'm not saying, like, I like this. Hey, we're I'm here for the hot takes. Go for it, man. Weird outside the box. I appreciate giving me confidence. I've been, I'm, I'm on the diving board. I'm like, I'm going to jump. And then I'm like, no, wait. No, I'm real this time. Eli Drinkowitz. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming at all. Sell me on Eli real quick. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on him because I don't believe it myself. But I'm going to say what <laughs> other people have said is 
Eli does have some good offensive philosophy. He's an offensive guy, and I mean, he, that's what he's really known to do. There are people at Missouri that have a lot of good things to say about him. I really just do think it just comes down to the fact that, like, you're you're a few pegs above Vanderbilt as far as, like, SEC prowess and resources and guys. Mm. There are people that really do believe that if he were at a program that had a little bit more resources, he could really he could really make a, a bigger splash in that uh, – the the reputation is of just Missouri is maybe marred by just what little that they have. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm not saying I love you know. I'm not saying that's a guy, but I'm just trying to convey some chatter around that uh, people people I've been saying. Now I know people you know. It, Eli Drinkwitz was at Boise State as a position coach once upon a time, so I don't know how much people necessarily love that but also another thing to note as well is he was actually at auburn in 2010 and 11 so there are uh there are some there are some connections there are some connections there so he uh he he was on that staff for the 2010 national championship team that i think a lot of people forget about so just uh taking like a really weird road weird hot take uh stance there but that's a uh not saying that's an Auburn guy, but that that's a coach that maybe in a few years post Missouri, maybe he's a little bit better than what Missouri uh, made him look like. Okay, okay, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. The guy who I have the biggest head coaching crush on probably hasn't even earned my admiration in all that way, but somebody who I just like the way he goes about business is the current head coach at Baylor. David Aranda. I'm a big Dave Aranda guy. I don't know, man. I really love what he's been able to do at Baylor thus far. Similar to uh, the situation with Drinkwitz, I think if he got the right resources behind him at a university like Auburn, he could go out there and he could put something big together. Former defensive coordinator at LSU, so he understands the footprint of what's going on here in the SEC and has put some very monstrous defenses together in a conference not known for defense. Uh, so I'm a big Dave Aranda guy. I'd be happy to hear his name pop up in the coaching search. Uh, so that's going to be my first just kind of random guy that I throw out there. Not necessarily random because I've seen other people talking about Dave Aranda as well. So I don't want to act like I'm the the only person who's out here on the Dave Aranda train. But I'm a big Dave Aranda guy. I love that. And we know Jeff Grimes' name, the offensive coordinator at Baylor. His name's been floating around. Mm -hmm. We're Auburn. Why not go after the head coach? You know, I love that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's go in a different order this time. I'll start with you first this time, Memes. Give me another name that you think people should be maybe taking a a, a sideways glance at and saying, okay, all right, well, maybe. Oh, who do you think is a, another name that's not on that big list that you would throw out there? Oh God, y'all hitting me, hit me, hit me hard with these curveballs. So I'm going to do a, uh, I'm going to zoom out of a name and give give an idea here. Okay. This is going to be another kind of weird hot take, but there's this is another thing of like chatter being out there, but and this can be a group of people, but an Auburn alumni who's currently coaching out there not one specifically but there's a handful that people are kind of hey maybe this person maybe that person should get a chance at coaching and then maybe let's bring them home hmm. 
maybe it's not this coaching hire, maybe it's the next, but there's a, uh, there's a lot of big names in the Auburn alumni who are in the uh, coaching world right now that who will the first alumni head coach be? Now I think by, by, I guess, I don't know if you call it, you know, by the interim status here, you do have that being Cadillac. I, I love that. I am going to count that forever in my heart that Cadillac was the first uh, modern alumni coach for Auburn. I'm, you know, asterisks after should Jordan, of course. Mm-hmm. So that is, so that is give, give of, me, give me a, a name that you, you would, would put off of uh, uh, that was on that list of former Auburn players that you would say, okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, not named Bo Jackson because I think that's ridiculous that people are throwing his name out there. But I'm like, Del McGee. Del McGee is a big one that I think a lot of people would say. Was he going to be on your list, Brandy, as an offbeat one, or just um, if we did three, he was going to be my third. Okay, um, all right. But so that's a, my mind went to Dell, and then you, you know, know, Coach D is the D line coach at Tennessee, and then T Wells, the defensive coordinator at UCF. So I think those. I'm assuming you know the guy that the problem who is. I really like as far as a former Auburn guy that's not getting mentioned a lot. Who? Charles Kelly. I like Charles Kelly, man. Ooh. Yeah, so the defensive coordinator at Florida State, currently the DB coach at Alabama. I think Charles Kelly is a good mind in the um the, the defensive landscape and um I think, you know, him having experience on that national championship squad as the defensive coordinator and, you know, listen, Nick Saban is known to show people the way when it comes to how to put a program together. I think Charles Kelly would be a good hire, even if he's not the head coach. I'd love for whoever the new head coach is to look at Charles Kelly as a potential defensive coordinator for Auburn. But what were you going to say, Memes? So, yeah, y'all actually named pretty much every single person I was possibly going to name and i know there's a little bit of a i know there's a little bit of a cloud there but if you're just talking auburn uh auburn coaching tree here you gotta i guess you still gotta toss in the name of uh damian craig okay. uh, i know there's i know there's still you know drama around him but that is a person worth noting who's having a uh i don't know if i'd say great coaching career this year but we'll just blame that and blame that for Jimbo. but yeah i think the guys you named t will Dell, Kelly, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm not going to necessarily say like, yeah, those are the guys you get. I think it could be a little bit Jabba, but if, just for keeping with the theme of a off the beat, off the wall hire, I you can't ever count Auburn out for just hiring somebody who's been at and loves Auburn. So yeah, think of it. Uh, look look at look at some of the former alumni. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So since that would be name number three on your list, give me number two on your list here, Brandy. Off the beaten path, coaching hires that you would want to look at and say, why not? Why not this guy? Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Dan Lanning, uh, the current oh, wow. Oregon head football coach. Um, and the, I think the biggest reason why I think that he would – but why he's on my list in general, he has experience under both Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. So he was at Alabama in 2015 as a GA, and then he was at Georgia in 20 from 2018 to 2021. Um, so to me, like he almost feels like kind of too good to be true. Um, with that being said, with him coming though, I personally would not 
want him to bring his current offensive coordinator, who was a former Auburn offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, with him. Mm. Um, I just think he's like a little too green in his career. And if we were going to take a chance on a younger up-and-coming coach like Dan Lanning, I think we need to have um, – or he would need to make sure that he builds a more um, sound support staff under him. And I think he would be able to do that at Auburn. Um, so I really, really like the idea of Dan Lanning. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think he has some, he has some good experience. Um, he's defensive minded. He played linebacker when he was in college. Um, yeah. And right now Oregon is seven and one and they're doing pretty well. I know they play in the pack 12, so that's not saying much, but, um, I think, I think he's doing a good job there and he has ties to the South. So obviously he was at Alabama and Georgia um, he was also at Memphis for two years um, and Sam Houston State for a year. Um, so I think he has some good experience. He's a little bit more green in his career than a lot of the other people that we've talked about. But um, sometimes that's the best best time to get somebody, especially somebody who's learned under both uh, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. All right. I, that one was one I definitely was not expecting to hear. Brandy coming with the really hot, takey ch- choices here. I'm not mad at it. All right. So I'm going to my last one here uh, is someone who, again, I've had a bit of a coaching crush on just like the job that he's been able to do as a head coach, um, especially in situations of trying to build programs back up. And that guy is none other than. Neil Brown. Neil Brown, the current coach over, I think he's at West Virginia right now, but uh, I like the job that he was doing at Troy. You know, all of those big upset victories that you heard about Troy having, Neil Brown was the guy that was over there um, making a lot of that stuff happen, man. Um, As far as being able to coach up those teams from a wide wide receiver standpoint, offensive coordinator, um, and then eventually as the head coach, he's got ties to Kentucky where he played uh, and he was a coach over there as well with the um, offensive coordination. So I like uh, Troy, excuse me, Neil Brown as a potential just dark horse candidate. I don't know how well he works for Auburn and all of those things, but I do know that he knows the footprint and he knows how to coach football, man. Um, I Here's the thing I'll say for him, it feels almost like retreading the um, – the same tire that we just had with the previous coaching staff, as far as just he's a good up and coming guy, but hasn't really proven much of anything. But I just think he's a he's a good football coach, and he's somebody who deserves. Um, West Virginia is a Power Five school, but let's be clear, it's not you know a top twenty school like Auburn. I, I believe Auburn to be as a program. So that'd be my other guy that I would throw out there. There's some other names that we could definitely name. There are other ones, and uh, we said this earlier, guys that like Matt Rule that has had a lot of, um, I guess, just his name has come up a lot in people's conversations. Uh, We already mentioned the Jeff Grimes thing. A lot of people have him as one of the top five candidates for this job. Um, But I think those are the vast majority. Now, if you go and look at the Vegas list, it lists a bunch of other people that are just absolutely ridiculous. And I would be furious if they ever considered bringing some of those people. I would lead the Pitchfork Brigade on some of those names. But... um, but yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, we've got a lot of interesting things coming up in really less than a month now. We pr- should probably be seeing a lot of good momentum towards the direction. Anybody have any final thoughts on the topic of Auburn's next head football coach early returns? My only, I guess, like thing that I feel like is a requirement in this at the end of this coaching search 
Monday after the Iron Bowl, that's when you name the head coach. Um, it has to be done before the end of the year. Um, but I think it will. I think kind of how we saw yesterday, well, Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday, how we saw the day that Harson got fired, how we saw that play out, and then Cohen being announced as the new AD, and then subsequently some other support staff on the football team being let go as well. Um, I feel like this is the first time in a, in a while where Auburn kind of feels more structured and like, hey, we have a plan in place. Um, so that's kind of something to look forward to. And hopefully, you know, they do the right thing and name a coach at least by Monday after the Iron Bowl. I would definitely like to see that kind of momentum happening. Any final words on this one, Memes? Yeah, so I I would I'm much better at coaches I wouldn't want than coaches I would want, just because like I mentioned earlier, I'm just I'm 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 anti anti oh I want anti sunshine probably I was anti bugging that's what it was I was anti bugging I, I got I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, anti bugging me right now so the the uh, it's just hard to feel optimistic till I have a reason to mm-hmm. we had a we got an expedition basketball game tomorrow night so it might give me like a jolt of energy to be happy again I feel hopeful again I will say that I yesterday Alan Green was a little just two years early on the talk of no hope and hope. I really do feel like honestly, probably for the first time since that conversation, we have hope. I don't know if I ever really believed that the Harson hire had that true hope. I think we had to talk ourselves into it more and we never really saw, I think we got a flash in the pan of it after the Arkansas game last year and it just fizzled as quickly as it came. So I, I feel like the, 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 we have reason to feel like there's brightness on the horizon that we're walking towards something. Maybe they can get some unity and just get rid of all these just monkeys on our back. But as far as the coaching hire goes, and I'm just going to cite history here, they always seem to just pull something out of left field and never make it what it seems to be. Look back at all the recent coaching hires we had, but we'll just zoom it in for more recent memories. Look at the AD hire. You had this list of ADs. You seem like it was this guy, this guy, this guy. And then all of a sudden, it was with a snap of the fingers of John Cohen, da, 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 bam, and he's the AD, like in a matter of a few days of how quickly that turned around. You had guys you'd been talking about on there for weeks and months. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do that again with this coaching search. If there's a name that just pops up out of nowhere, they get steam, and then bam, that's the guy. Just because that seems to be how it always is. It always seems like the more that they talk about a person, that never sexually seems to be the person. So I... Just due to recency bias, I just don't necessarily believe that the top three, maybe not even the top four candidates that most people think are going to be the guy as of right now will end up being the guy. But I'd love to be wrong on that. Absolutely. But that just doesn't ever seem how it always happens. So until I see it happen, I'm just not going to be partial to believing it is this time either. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think it's it's definitely been the case. Uh, and I think that that's the case really with a lot of situations where uh, when a person comes in that's a decision maker, they already kind of have their decision made, right? Like they know who they want to hire or they've got a short list of people who they want to hire. And it's just really come down to a, a negotiation of contracts. And fans uh, tend to to move in one direction based upon just kind of whatever the popular narrative is or who the the hot name is or hot commodity is out there. And that has nothing to do really with how those people make decisions who are making those decisions. So a lot yet to be parsed out when it comes to Auburn's next head football coach. But whenever we get that answer, we will definitely be talking about it here. But 
That's it, man. That's all we got for you guys this time on this edition of the Auburn Express. Ike Mac and the memes. That's Ike sitting in for Mike this time. We will be back at you all again next week with more something that you guys can uh, debate that in your spare time. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. We are at The War Report there. Um, I'm tweeting at TWR Ike Jones. That's Brandy with an I, Triple E Mac. MAC on Twitter and then of course Auburn memes on Twitter if you want to just yell at us in our um, mentions about all of the things that we say that you actually love or hate and we will look forward to hearing that until next time and as always War Eagle and we are out